You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Oh, man! Goku's fighting a killer bad guy! We better jump in there and help, Tien! Uh, no, Yamcha. I think I'll just stay right here. Huh? What do you mean, Tien? You don't want to help Goku? Look, if we jump into that, we're just going to end up losing an arm, or crippled, or exploded, or dead. Best we just stick to the sidelines. Well, then what can we do? We can listen to Fan Holes, the pop culture podcast. They're the best. Wait a minute, Tien. You live, like, in the middle of nowhere, dude. How do you know about a podcast? Chiaozu can use his telepathy to boost radio signals, isn't that right? He sure can, Tien, although it does make me bleed profusely from the ears and mouth. Yeah, I don't care about that. Just put fan holes on. Even Piccolo is excited to hear them. Yes, 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 yes! We can do this! We can listen! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Fan Holes Podcast. And tonight we've got a very special Fan Holes Dare show. Uh, normally we do kind of like comics and TV, and uh, Fan Holes Dare show is kind of where we all trade off. We, we each assign someone uh, a property that we have never viewed or read or watched for or what have you. Um, but we were a little more specific this time around. We decided to make it an anime dare. So we're each going to be watching uh, an anime show that uh, one of the other fan holes has assigned to us. Uh, this is your host, Derek, Derek WC, and I am joined tonight by the full contingent of the fan holes. Shout out, guys. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Mike Thunderwing. Justin Grimlock. This is Tony Chainglaw. Cool. So we are all here. We're all ready to get into the good old anime air. Was it all just a dream? Or maybe it was a vision? No, it was real. The cards warned me it was all going to happen. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll just start on my Skype window. And uh, the first guy staring me in the face with an erupting, burning, palming finger is, uh, is Mike. Um, so uh, I guess we'll have Mike tell us uh, what he assigned Brian to watch, and then we'll we'll 
listened to Brian regale us with uh, with the anime TV show that he was exposed to for the first time. I, I assigned Brian uh, Escaflone, which was uh, one of the first like animes I like actually started like collecting the DVDs for. I think I still have like all the stupid like singles with three episodes per DVD like in a crate somewhere, but. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I rewatched the episodes I told Brian to watch, and like it strikes, it strikes like I haven't seen it in like five or six, seven, eight maybe years. <laughs> it strikes me I'm like, man, this was really kind of girly, but like <laughs> I would, but, uh, but uh, like I don't know, I still enjoyed it, and I still think it's a good series. It's a good like mecha series, and I, I thought Brian might get a kick out of it. So. You weren't able to give yeah. him the uh, Fox Kids version, were you? No, not the Fox okay, Kids good. version with like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the r- really terrible editing and whatnot. But hmm, when you so, yeah. when you're saying you know that was kind of girly, I thought you were gonna say it's kind of dated, because uh, when I started watching it, that's kind of what I felt like, especially with the voice acting. Like that threw me off for a little bit, um, you know. Oh, and it, it, I think I it's think a anime that starts kind of slow though, like the first episode, especially when it's just you know them running on the track, and like. Um, the main character being in love, you know, I was kind of like, am I really going to like this? But it ended up picking up, like, pretty quickly, you know? And all of a sudden, you got a dragon attacking people on the track, and she gets transported to Gaia. Um, So, yeah, it got, like, very... Like, by the second episode, it's starting to pick up, and it got very cool very quickly. Yeah, like, you don't... The whole series only, like, is, like, 26 episodes, but I heard, I read that it was supposed to be, like, a full 50, like, episode series, but they got, like, chopped in half, so they had to, like... Like, and they got chopped in half, like, very early into production, so they had to, like, start speeding things up, like, really, like, in the within the first 10 episodes, they knew they were being, like, chopped in half, so, like, things start moving really fast, mm-hmm. so I, I always appreciate that. Yeah, and, um... You know, I'd, I'd always wanted to watch this show because, you know, I always thought of it kind of like a, you know, big mecha show. And, you know, I like big robots, so I thought it'd be a cool show to watch. And then once I started watching it, it was almost like when I first saw the mechas and stuff, it was almost more like, I'd say, like steampunkish armor type stuff. But then, you know, like by the third or fourth episode, it's like transforming. And so, like, every time I thought I was getting bored with it, something cool would happen. I was like, oh, this is a little bit cooler than I thought. So, um, at least through the fifth episode, it's something that apparently seems like it's going to keep getting better and better. So I'm, like, very interested in watching it now. Yeah, it, it, like, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen it in, like, I don't, I don't know, eight or seven years probably. But, like, it does get really intense later on. And uh, there's a lot of violence, and there's a lot of, like, mech fighting and stuff, so I figured, you know, I used to love it, and, uh, like, I, I'm, I, I watched it, and, like, I, I was kind of like, yeah, I was like, oh, man, I forgot that, like, the Ocean Group dubbed this, so, like, I was listening for all the Scott McNeil yeah. background voices, and Brian Drummond, like, voicing a bunch of characters and stuff. Who's the five-year-old and, uh, that does Del- Delando or whatever? Oh, yeah, um... <laughs> That, I don't know his name, but I know that's the same dude who played uh, what's his, the the main character on Monster Rancher. Okay. Like, does anyone remember that? That the kid, yeah. <laughs> the kid with the roller skates. Yeah, he's like super annoying. Yeah. But yeah, but and then you've got a what's his face, uh, Richard Newman, uh, Rhinox playing uh, Emperor Dornkirk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but there was probably a lot of familiar voices from like Beast Wars and stuff. Yeah, it's but I, cool I was kind of like, you. yeah, I was. 
I, like, I, like I watched it too just to refresh myself, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. But I, yeah, I was kind of like, man, I don't remember. Like, I guess I was just like, I was probably like in high school or whatever, and I was probably just like, yeah, this is dramas, like you know. Right. But I was kind of right. like, man, this is kind of like a girl's anime when it starts off. Almost, it's just like you know, she has to find true love. Yeah, she and falls stuff. in like she falls in love with like the three first main male characters that you see, like. And succession's yeah. like okay, yeah. So did, is this no, a show that you like caught on TV and then liked? So you started buying the DVDs, or did you just buy the DVDs sight unseen? You know, thinking it'd be a cool well, robot I, show. Well, I started like watching Gundam like heavily, and then like I was like, well, let me find some other like Bandai DVDs that have Mecha in them, and like that was like the first one I saw, which was you know Escaflone, and I was like, okay, well I'll buy the first DVD of this, and like I bought that, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then, you know, I just bought them, like, all, like, I think it's, like, you know, it's 26 episodes, and, like, back then, they could really stretch that out over DVD releases. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure I have, like, 8 to 10 DVDs of it, of a 26-episode, like, series. Yeah. They were putting, like, 6 episodes on a DVD. (laughs) No, no, like, like 3 episodes. or 4 per episode. Like, I I actually just, not, not very recently, but maybe, like, a year or two ago, I just got the anime legends version, you know, where it's like all the discs, you know, in one, you know, tiny set for like maybe 20, 25 bucks. And I just recently got rid of all those, um, you know, those singles. Like, I think there were like, I feel like yeah, there were like I, 10 or 11 of them or whatever. It was. Probably. Yeah. You know? I, I know there's a lot of them, but, uh, yeah. And also there's like a movie too, but it doesn't actually continue the story of the series. It kind of like retells the series in an hour and a half with like completely like new settings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually uh, th- for me that was that was the first thing I ever watched like because I I had this big edict for myself because when I was living in Los Angeles it was actually fairly easy to watch anime in a big screen theater and so I was always like that's cool. I want to go do that like as often as I could. And so that Escaflone movie was one of the first movies I ever saw, you know, in a theater, you know, just, you know, you know, a big screen theater kind of movie going experience. But in kind of like Endless you know, Waltz where everything is kind of similar, but there's a lot changed. Well, but yeah, Endless Waltz kind of continues it like it, it's more like when they do those those seed compilation movies. It's like everything's like hyper fast and, and all condensed and everything into one movie. But then uh, on the bonus side of it, I, I really if you like Cowboy Bebop and you like uh, Yoko Kano, like she does all the music for that film. And that's probably like the best part of that film for me. Like I just I love her fucking music and and I I listen yeah. to the CD like all the time back in the day. Yeah, Escaflone in general has like awesome awesome music. Like even not the series too. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to love like you know the chants and stuff and when it goes into like battle mode, you know. Escaflone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's always cool. But no, it's a it's a like I I should say Brian, you could just like watch the movie like right now with like only the knowledge you have of the series and it would be like totally fine cuz the movie just kind of like restarts from scratch It won't basically. spoil anything though. Not 
No, I don't think so. It, like everything is totally different in the movie. Like people, ran, people in the movie, people randomly have psychic powers and stuff. And I don't know. It's just like they really don't explain anything. Like it's just like okay, well, in this in the movie, like Vaughn has like telekinesis and stuff, and you're hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> but, I, I think it's one of those things like where if you watch <laughs> Akira, you know, if you watch the film and you read the manga, like you have two totally separate experiences that are both, you know, completely valid. So I, I would I would say it's more like that. You know, it's it's similar in tone and and maybe certain, you know, points and plot beats and stuff, but I, I would say that they're two almost individual experiences in a way. Kinda like yeah, kinda like, like the D B Z movies more where they just like, you know, here's an adventure Kind of point to some stuff, but like, hey, this time nobody's a uh, Super Saiyan, even though we've established that in episodes up, up before this and stuff like that. It's it's like the DBZ Boom. movies, except for the fact, like, if, if the DBZ movies took, like, an entire saga and crammed it into an hour and a half, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but... No, like, like I, I remember being a little disappointed with the movie because I was like, oh, it doesn't continue the series. Like, it's just like a retelling. Like, I was like, oh, but then I came to, like, appreciate it on its own, like, just as, like, a separate, like Derek says, like, a separate piece of work. And I'm just, uh, like I said to Brian, like, if he wanted to just watch that, like, he'd just get, like, a a, a separate but, like, equal, I guess, like, ex- Escaflone experience, I guess. How long after the series was the movie made? I think only a couple of years, probably. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a cool series. I, I also really like um, kind of like the mixture of different settings, and I don't know. It's like you have knights and like samurai dudes, but plus like armor dudes and cloaks, and so it just makes for a very like fun series to watch. You know, like going yeah. into it, like I had no idea that it'd be what it was. You know, you know? when like these knights with these ten foot long swords are showing up, I was like, whoa, cool. So it is surprising, but very interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff like that, and like like weird, like yeah, like a sort of melange of like weird, different, like Eastern and Western, and like different, like and like like Brian uh, said, steampunk at some point too. Yeah, and steampunk, mm-hmm. yeah, like elements. So it's it's kind of a nice like mixture of all that. My ice is a little cold, but your crime has been completely put on hold. Absolute perfection. All she cares about is racking up points. I caught the suspect! Doesn't that count for anything? Okay, I suppose I should go on now. Um, The series I picked for Tony was actually one recommended to me by Derek. Uh, It's the Tiger and Bunny series. Um, Somewhat of a more recent release than Escaflone was, but uh, it does have some robot-esque suits in it that I really enjoyed, and um, I kind of find it to be kind of a funny like cool action series so tony why don't you give me your impressions of it well i will see brian liked the show so much he bought the figures um <laughs> uh when i got it uh, i wasn't really sure what to expect i didn't know like i'd never heard of the series before i've been kind of out of the anime loop so i didn't know if i was getting some weird guy next shit or, or some kind of weird Hamtaro shit with a real fucking tiger and bunny having, like, you know, kitty adventures. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I got was something more akin to a mashup of, like, I, I remember when I was growing up, some of my favorite uh, animes were, like, Bubblegum Crisis, Bubblegum Crash, uh, Appleseed, uh, just, yeah, I, I like the, you know, the the body armor 
look as much as I like giant robots. And you kind of get some of that with this. Uh, the basic premise for the show is um, superheroes exist, and they get paid, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> there's a competition uh, going on, very much like a reality show, where superheroes fight crime and they get a certain amount of points for arresting or you know, perver- uh, perverting, uh, preventing a natural disaster or a man-made disaster, and you know they get points, and whoever wins is the king of heroes. Um, also, amusingly enough, a lot of these heroes have yeah, a lot, a lot of, of uh, brand names and uh, <laughs> advertising uh, printed all over their armor and costumes. Uh, it's kind of a funny little uh, nod to uh, other movies I remember from the old days, like uh, Mystery Men with uh, Captain Amazing or whatever his name was. Uh, the funny thing is, there's this one guy who is a tiger. Uh, he's a little bit older. He's been in the game for a while. I think it says around 10 years. And he's kind of losing his stuff. He's uh, been around for a while. He, uh, his superpower is his strength doubles to 100 times its own, but for five minutes. And he's not having a good time. Having a kind of a rough season, if you will. And so along comes this other character who's uh, introduced late in the first episode. Uh they give him. They give his name, uh, but they don't give his code name, which I assume is going to be Bunny later on. Uh, and he comes in. He's got this cool uh, armored suit. At this point, Tiger only has like kind of a spandex outfit going on. He saves the day, and immediately Tiger looks at him like, "Oh, you prick! You know, you stole my moment." <laughs> you know. And there's already that animosity built up. Uh, later on, Tiger loses his job, but then gets his job back because the uh, company he works for gets bought out, and they're like, we'll give you a chance, but you have to play by our rules. And he gets a new suit, which is more armored and uh, pretty cool looking, actually, and a motorcycle, and hey, who, who can't love a motorcycle? And it's shown that his first partner may be this guy, I think his name is Ox, something Steel Ox or Strong Ox or something like that. And he knows him from before, but I'm pretty sure that's just a tease, and Bunny will be his, you know, you know, obvious uh, tag team partner since that's the name of the series. Um, as far as impressions, I, I liked it. The animation is really slick, really good. Uh, a lot of CGI, and the CGI is melded really well, so it doesn't throw you off. It's, we're not talking about, you know, Transformers Energon here and shit. It, it goes, <laughs> <laughs> it goes good with the. Uh, the aesthetic and everything. The characters are really cool. There's a lot of different types of heroes. There's an ice princess, literally. Um, there's, like I said, the ox guy who's really strong. Incredibly homosexual black man with fire powers. Um, <laughs> um, what? Yeah, I know, right? I didn't pick um, up on that at all. No, it's so subtle. <laughs> uh, at a party, there's this one point where the ox guy is talking to uh, Tiger and, like, you just hear from behind him, I love how your ass feels. <laughs> it's the, it's the, uh, the flaming guy, I mean, imagine that, uh, grabbing his butt. Um, however, just so no one gets too riled up, he actually has some really cool powers, and he has a badass car, so don't don't think that he's treated just like, you know, stereotypical, like, wussy, you know, homosexual man. He, he's got some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I like the characters. I only watched one episode this week. Uh, I do plan on actually watching some more because, uh, cheap plug, it's on Hulu for free. You got some commercials, but hell, I mean, you know, you get that during regular TV, so watch it for free. I like it. I thought it was pretty good, so that's about all I got on that. Unless Brian's got any questions. Uh, no, I think it's a very cool series. I'm glad Derek recommended it to me. Um, I think as you get 
the only problem I had with it is like especially within the first eight to ten episodes probably it kind of becomes sort of episodic where like each individual episode's kind of throwaway and they kind of I think they lose track of like the main plot but now I'm on the the second disc of the um, first Blu-ray volume and things are picking back up where they're really focusing on Barnaby's story and I don't know if it's revealed to you yet Tony like what's going on with Barnaby but um basically there's a big mystery over like his parents death and then that like once they start getting back on track and exploring that like the series starts getting really good again so yeah. um he seems kind of standoffish there's that one scene in the first episode where the kid loses his balloon he just like walks right the fuck by and he's like whatever yeah the <laughs> tiger comes he's all like here's your balloon he's like oh i love you sky high is awesome but let's go oh fuck it <laughs> yeah it's a trading card scene in that yeah. first episode too <laughs> yeah like yeah that. it's a good one yeah he's like oh you like tiger and he's like no wait i thought you knew i was to uh damn it <laughs> here take him for free no <laughs> yeah i i, I kind of like uh i like wild tiger like i even like his old school suit like i know i know brian was like oh i like i'm gonna buy the toys i'm gonna buy the armor and i'm like <laughs> i was like did you see they got a, a figure of him in his old suit brian's like i don't care and i'm like oh man but uh Honest, but, i didn't uh, actually know they had the old school suit yeah, I, I saw one of those, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. I like that old-school suit, too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just kind of like the the idea that I, I sold it to Brian on was because the reason why I thought he would like it beyond the fact that it's like superheroes and they're kind of wearing mech suits and things like that is I was like, well, you know, he really does like Booster Gold a lot. And to me, like, that was sort of the first thing I thought of when, when I saw these guys with corporate the trademarks on this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and, and the whole concept of they're kind of going on a reality team. TV show, and I was kind of thinking, you know, I had visions of the old, uh, whatever it was, Volume 3 of New Warriors before they were, you know, brutally ass-raped by Civil War or whatever, you know, and so <laughs> how they were going off and doing superhero things on TV and stuff like that, and so uh, that that's basically kind of how I said it's like New Warriors and Booster Gold and all this other cool stuff that Brian likes, and he was like, okay, I'll check it out, you know, and um I, I think it does a good job of exploring, you know, like American superhero concepts for a Japanese show. I mean, you've got guys in there that are kind of like the old school superhero crowd and the new school superhero crowd. And, you know, it, it's not as heavy or serious, I don't think, but it does kind of explore a lot of the themes that happen in Kingdom Come, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, the kind of 90s you know, Magog, let's, let's kill the, the bad guys. Cause that's the way to go and let's not do it. Cause you know, that's yep. how the old school crowd did it. And, and those kind of ideals and stuff like that. So I, I think that's pretty interesting and everything. And yeah, um, it's nice that Tiger's actually like the old school. He actually wants to be a hero. He doesn't just want to. Yeah. Do yeah. I mean, he is, he is, he, he is definitely like the, the, he's the old school guy, you know, even, even though he's not, you know, I mean, what, he must be in his thirties, but they're running around calling him old man. So that's why I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's like, it's like me in the fan holes. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm the old man, you know, or whatever. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, Definitely enjoying it. I, the only thing I would say to the whole idea that um, that some of those early episodes got a little episodic and slow, I, I just think they were trying to introduce the the audience to some of the side characters so they don't just become background players so that you, you knew a little more about them. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed, you know, learning about some of the other superheroes so that when they do show up later, even in the background, I had a little more insight into why they were doing what they were doing and they weren't just kind of ancillary 
you know, like no, I, I, I think Origami always shows up in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if, if if that was the case, if he didn't have his own episode dedicated to him, or you know, if he didn't have the the chick who who uh, shoots people with the ice gun and everything, like if they were just ancillary, well, you might just kind of think that they're, you know, they're all in it for the money, or they're all you know, kind of you know just chauvinistic or, or what have you, you know, like those kind of things. But, it, you know, when you get to experience their their side of things, too, it, it just mm-hmm. gives a lot more insight. So I thought that was cool as well. Yeah. I actually did really like Origami Cyclone's individual episode. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'll have to catch up and watch some of this. I just got introduced to it this week. So, but, yeah. And, um, if, if, if you do like watching dubs like I do, because um, me and Brian picked up the Blu-rays at Walmart and stuff like that, um, I think uh, the, the set, because I think the set we got goes up to episode 13, and I think it's like a 26-episode series. So I think the next set will be out on, uh, you know, as of this recording, you know, it'll probably be out next week or something. Okay, like May, May 16th or something like that. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, so... Just to, to remove the veil, but yeah. And of course, like I said, since you suggested it, it is on Hulu for free. So yeah, yeah. And there's that there's that way to watch it as well. Hey, you're making me look stupid. Get out here, panda jerk. Great story, compelling and rich. Uh, I guess it goes to me now. Uh, I decided to pick something for Derek this week that he'd already seen, IGPX, so I went with something else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'd already seen the show, so no point doing that. There uh, is a great character in the history of Japanese giant robots. Very strong, very powerful, very old school, very tough. Piloted by a lone pilot going up against really whacked out, disturbing, monsterish robots that threaten the world. Yeah, I'm talking none other than trans... Not, not transor? Oh, oh, Panda Z. There you go, Panda Z. Uh, I'm just kidding. I knew what I suggested to him. It's Panda Z. It's kind of a parody slash... I don't know. It's a weird show. I'll let uh, Derek go more into it. So that was my dare for Derek. Panda Z. Yeah, so so I didn't really know exactly what to expect, so I, I watched the first episode. Now, first off, I was like, is that it? Like, that's the whole episode? Like, I, I think my first reaction was, what did I just watch? Like, I don't even think I, it, it goes by so fast. Like, you don't even have it. it doesn't you, you don't have time to reflect and even register on what it is you just watched. Like, they're shorts. So I didn't realize that. Like, I thought I was going to be watching, like, maybe, you know, a, a 20 minute, 22 minute, you know, TV show or something. But these are about five minute long shorts. And they're parodies of, uh, you know, I guess, you know, technically it's Mazinger, right? But, you know, since, uh, you know, if SSG is, is, or SGG is still out there somewhere in the world, like, just to annoy him, it's a Transor Z parody. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so weird. It's so, uh, like, you can't describe, <laughs> like, basically, like, it's, it's like a silent movie, because there's no dialogue. So it's like, imagine, it's like you're watching a, a Charlie Chaplin silent film that's five minutes long, that's a parody of, uh, you know, super robot mech where they fight monsters, but instead of it being the mech and the human being, it's a panda in a panda mech. <laughs> and, and, and it's fighting these guys, 
And then at the end of it, it's kind of like, instead of there being any kind of, like, rhyme or reason or solution, it's like like they're they're fighting, and then all of a sudden they get a bunch of water dumped on them, and they're like, water, our mech's one true weakness! And then the episode ends. And (laughs) it was like, one of those things where when I watched it first, like, none of that even registered, and I was just kind of like, what the, is that how long it's supposed to be? There's not more? Like, and I'm like, what is this about? And I didn't hear any dialogue. And like what you know, and and so then then I kind of read up on it a little bit, and I'm kind of like, okay, so there's not supposed to be dialogue. It's only supposed to be five minutes long. It's it's supposed to be a, a parody, which I to just to be perfectly honest, I don't think I know enough about Mazinger to like appreciate anything. Like it, it it'd be like if you gave super deformed Gundam to someone who had never seen any Gundam before. Like, and you said, dude, this is awesome, this is super funny, go watch it. And maybe they just didn't get all the jokes or something, you know? Like, I I don't know, it was a strange experience. And then because of that, I was like, well, it's only five minutes, so you know what, I'm going to go back and watch it again. And, like, I tried to really, like, pay attention to it, you know? I'm like, what is exactly going on on the story beats, you know? And there's, like, I... Uh, I mean, I could tell you what happened. It's like there's the guy in the panda suit, and he fights this other guy in another suit. And there's an evil guy who's supposed to be, like, probably a parody of, like, the human bad guy in a suit of armor. But he's a panda with a fucking, you know, like, long, flowing, dark cape. Like, he's the evil panda, you know, and he's controlling the other guy in the suit and stuff. And, I mean, I I, I understand what's going on, but it, I, you still come away with it, like, just like, you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, yeah. what is, it's kind of like, I guess the, the other thing it might be like is when you watch those, uh, those DC Nation shorts of, like, the Japanese super baby whatever it is, you know, whatever those are called, like, you know that, that feeling you get after watching those, where it's like, it's familiar, but yet it's so unfamiliar and odd all at the same time. You're like, wait, I recognize that that's supposed to be Superman, but yet he's got a fucking baby sucker in his mouth and he's got a <laughs> diaper and he's crawling up the fucking building at super speed. Like, so like, you're like, well, super speed is familiar. The diaper's not, the sucker's not like, I don't, you know, like it just, it, it, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm familiar with the super robot genre, like robots fighting. Okay, I'm getting it. That the big evil guy in a cape, like, kind of malevolently looking on in the background, like that's all familiar. But then yet he's got a panda for a head, and then the good guy has a panda for a head, and his mech <laughs> is a panda, and like, and then they all stop fighting because they get hit with water. And I'm just kind of like, what is this? The end of uh, Signs or something? It's like, oh no, we're Vulnerable Did I break you this week, Derek? Huh? No, Did no, I break no. You this week? No, it's just, it's just, it's just. I don't, I, I don't know that. It, it was one of those things where I was like, they're only five minutes. Should I watch more? And I was just like, no, <laughs> no, I shouldn't. You know, like I don't, I don't know. I don't think I should. You know. Well, I think uh, Tony's uh, the only one that takes the concept of dares like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah actually, he, he daring really, you to do something you he, do he really not want to be do. a dare. Yeah. No, I don't. You know, I, 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 I wanted to take it seriously, so I did. I did. I did spend ten minutes on it. I, I watched the five minute one, and I went back and I watched it again just to give it due due diligence. But I, yeah, I don't know that that it's anything I would recommend to anybody <laughs> unless they really appreciate. Like I don't know, like the the parody aspect of it. I I just don't think I get the parody aspect of it. I, I like, like it just for its weirdness. I will admit. I mean, I like I said, I would never 
give somebody something I would not enjoy myself, even if yeah, it's yeah. evil. I mean, I mean, I did give you IGBX at first, but you've seen it, so I was like, no, all no, right, no, let me pull fine. this that's... out of my uh, <laughs> knowledge. I, I don't think this is anything I would ever have watched on my own. So just in that in and of itself, I'm appreciative of, you know, like, that's the whole point of these, so. The one thing I will say, though, there is actually uh, Panda Z figures and stuff you can buy from Japan and stuff. I don't know how much they are now, because this is, this is a kind of old series. This is in, like, mid-2000s, early 2000s. I think it was, like, but, supposed to be, like, 2004 is when this came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. been almost 10 years. But uh, the toys are actually pretty cool. And if nothing else, even if you don't like Panda Z, like Derek, which, yeah, yeah everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, I mean, I liked it. He didn't like it. Uh, the toy is still pretty cool, and if you do have a Mazinger, like, you know, collection with Grand Mazinga and, and you know, all those, it's a little panda robot kind of cool to have next to it, but I knew when I gave it to you, Derek, you may, you would either have two, pretty much, uh, like, two ideas about it. Either you would really, really not like it, or it wouldn't make any sense, because it doesn't make any sense. I've watched it, I had the DVD with all the five-minute episodes, still doesn't make any sense, but I enjoyed it for some reason. Or you yeah, would, I think you know. I, I, I think I'm definitely in the camp where it just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I don't. It, it's hard to be invested in something like that. I, I I don't think it's like one of those. I'm not one of those people that likes to like stop and you know roll down my window and look at an accident or like you know like I'm just kind of like it's not just for 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 shits and giggles sake. Like I was just kind of like okay, this is this is strange. Like. It's like it's like you know that's all I could say about it. I'm like, well, that was that was interesting. Like it was, it was almost like like you for what it is for the the re- level of ridiculousness it is. You have to like invest a lot of mind energy just to follow the ridiculousness of it. Like if that makes any sense. Yeah, you kind of have to be paying attention. Uh, however, like you said though, if anybody wants to check it out, five minutes of your time. So yeah, yeah, it is only five minutes. So. And apparently the, the, the sets from Bandai are extremely cheap, probably because they didn't have to pay anybody to uh, dub anything, because there's nothing to dub. It's like, there's, there's like the, that's the thing that freaked me out the most, was it was really like watching a silent movie. Like, like I don't think I was of, expecting like that at all. And that's it, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's just kind of like title placards and, and music. You know, I expect like a guy in a panda suit to be playing the piano in the background, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I will give you credit for trying. I appreciate that. I have nothing hey, else. hey, I, I gave it a shot. It was it was cool. It was fun to do for the show. Oh man, I'm riding high on flavor. I feel like I could blow up that mountain. I can't stop cooking. It's too delicious. Hurry up, keep grilling. I need it. I guess I'll I'll move on to uh, the suggestion that I made to uh, my man Justin. And uh, what I had suggested was an uh, anime that I had also recommended on the show a while back that's also available to watch on Hulu for free um, is an uh, anime called Toriko. And the uh, basic pitch of that is if, if you remember the, the scenes in Dragon Ball Z where, you know, Goku or, uh, you know, little Gohan or whoever, they go and, you know, hunt dinosaurs or fish or whatever and basically, you know, chop off the tails and eat them up and all that kind of stuff. Well, basically, like, it's a whole series kind of crafted around that idea. You know, Toriko is a gourmet food hunter, basically, is his his job description. And so, basically, he kind of yeah. runs around the world and uh, uh, kicks the shit out of these animals, and he fucking eats them. And um, I, I just kind of like the purity of it, and uh, uh, I, I think I'll just let Justin take it from here, because I, I think, actually, he's probably, he's probably now... 
he surpassed me in, in probably watching these shows. I did go out and buy some of the Funimation DVD sets just because I wanted to listen to the dub because um, I first started watching it on Hulu when I checked out the first episode, but I wanted to check out the, the dubbed episodes as well. Um, and so I'll let him take it away. But, uh, yeah. but what, what do you want to tell us about Tariko and, and what are your experiences and thoughts in watching it? Um, it's definitely kind of bizarre, but not as bizarre as Panda Z or whatever, I guess. Like, <laughs> um, it's hard to describe. Like, it's a fighting anime with, like, a lot of food in, thrown in, like you said, but it's like, I guess it's like if you combine Dragon Ball Z with, like, Fist of the North Star and Boba Bo, 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 you get this really weird mix of, like, uh, kind of a absurd, like, fighting anime because, like, each episode opens with the narrator saying, you know, someone once said there is a river made of sake with fish made of, uh, you know, chips or something. And so you're just like, wait, what? There's an ocean of sake and fish made of chips? Like, what kind of world is this? And it's like, there's like mountains made of ice cream and like, you know, stalks of corn that are as tall as a skyscraper. And you're like, man, this is a really bizarre world. Naturally and, occurring uh, carbonated soda fountains. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's, it's the same world where they have a dog for a mayor, apparently, or at least they crossed <laughs> over with one. So there you go. Um, but like every, everyone in this world is like crazy obsessed with food, and like I was watching this episode, and like I, I really enjoyed it. Like I think I did watch up to like episode twenty-two or something, and like I enjoyed them. But at the same time, I was like, how did all these people get like obsessed with food? And because <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's bizarre. Um, but, like, apparently, like, the backstory is it's, like, hundreds of years ago, there was, like, a world war, and then this, like, great legendary hero, like, found this magical food called God, and he, like, spread it to everyone, and then everyone was like, let's throw away our guns and be peaceful and be crazy obsessed about food. <laughs> I thought you were so, going to say you found, like, a cure for diabetes and just went <laughs> paper shit after that. Eat all diabetes. the sugar you want. <laughs> Well, every every time they eat anything on this show, it's like it just you're like, where is this food and where can I get it? Because <laughs> everything is just described. It's like this is the most succulent yeah. thing I've ever eaten, and when I cut the meat, the juices flow like waterfalls, <laughs> and the taste is divine, like you know, uh, you know, golden streams coming into my mouth and palate. You know, like that's how they sort of describe yeah. everything. So it's it just, should be it, mentioned. It, if it's food, it's like the food is like outrageous food. Like it's it's like the most awesome food you've like ever had in your life. And then the only other thing I'm going to say before I let Justin uh, continue on is uh, I'm glad that uh, PETA has never seen this and that they're all <laughs> fictional animals because I'm sure they would like find some sort of court order to like stop this anime from getting aired. And I just enjoy the purity of it that, you know, it's kind of like, hey, you taste good. I'm going to fucking eat you. So <laughs> I kind of like that. But yeah, like uh, another like Dragon Ball Z is uh, aspect. It's like Toriko and some of the other main characters have what's called like gourmet cells in them, and basically what that means it's like the more like delicious food they eat, the like more like physically stronger they get. And also it's like <laughs> there's this one story arc <laughs> where like that's how I eat. <laughs> there's like this one story arc where they're like inside of like a giant. They call it like a regal mammoth, and it's like this giant mammoth that's like has two like you know uh noses or whatever and uh 
they've got like tiger striped or something. They're inside of it trying to get like this one, like you know, prime slice of meat or something. And Toriko is like fighting these robots, and then like he's all like used up, like you know, Goku and. What does he do? Like, he, like, finds that cut of meat, he eats it, and it's like a senzu, and he's, like, full of, like, power. Like, he comes bursting out of there. Like, he has, like, this pink glowing aura and, like, beats up the robots. I'm like, wow, this is this is pretty interesting. Like, some of the fight scenes are really interesting, like, how they do it. Like, the animation is really well done, too. Like, the last thing I watched was, like, Toriko was fighting, like, this uh, assassin, and, like, his his attack was, like, he had a straw, so he could, like, uh, suck up anything that was like in his area or he could like you know shoot like blast of air so that's like, like that's how he was attacking Toriko and he was like man this is too much and uh but yeah it, it's a really bizarre show to watch but like I, it's it's definitely right up my alley because like I really enjoy it and um it like uh Tiger and Bunny like it's on Hulu it's subtitled um and I'll probably keep watching it like I, I enjoy it that much I also watched the uh Toriko One Piece team up like that was a lot of fun, and I also watched the Toriko One Piece Dragon Ball crossover, which is also a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I just I just watched those before we started the show because I figured yeah. you might talk about them, so I figured I'd give them a watch. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, I, I think if you're, I mean, at least if, if it's got the crossover, crossover potential, if you're if you're unsure about watching Toriko, then at least you know if you like One Piece or you like DBZ, maybe you can sort of. You know, dip your dip your big toe into the, the shallow end of the pool or something with that. You know. Yeah. I, I will say this for Justin wraps up. I accidentally watched like the first fifteen minutes because I got my dares mixed up. Yeah, you know me. My my brain don't work. Um, and actually, I, I thought it was pretty good too. I won't go into much as Justin because it is his uh, dare, but I thought it was pretty funny and interesting as well. So. Yeah, I think that's fine. That every I I would actually encourage all of us to watch everybody's dares so we can all <laughs> say something. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I think it's a cool show, and then yeah. um, I guess uh, we'll, uh, we'll let Justin take it away with uh, what his uh, dare was for, for Mike. It was just two sentences. Happy 24th birthday from your 15-year-old me. Uh, I assigned Mike the uh, OVA uh, Voices from a Distant Star, and um, basically it's like a 23-minute you know short where... Uh, it's kind of like not really a love story, but kind of it's like this friendship between these two characters, and there's like a war off somewhere in space, and, and you know it's like a guy and girl in high school. Or, no, it's not even high school; it's like middle school, I guess. They become friends, and then she leaves. She joins like the space marines or whatever to become like a mech pilot, and they communicate like through text messages through phone. But like the further out she goes into space, like she goes to like Mars and Jupiter, and further out, it like it takes longer for her messages to re- to get to him. So like she's still like she's in hypersleep in between too. So she's still kind of like you know fourteen or whatever. But then like eventually it takes like eight years and ten years for her messages to get to the guy, and he's like. You know, he's like in his 30s, and he's still getting. Basically, he's like in his 30s, and he's getting messages from like this, you know, 15 year old girl, which is kind of weird. But like, it's a really like unique, interesting relationship, and I thought Mike might enjoy it too because there's some mech battles like kind of towards the end. Yeah, I thought I thought it was very interesting. Um, like I guess I guess it came out in like 2002, I believe. Um, I looked it up, but now I don't remember. It came out pretty like 
uh, like long ago, I guess, in, in relative terms. And uh, like I could tell because I was like, wow, this CGI is pretty like kind of dated yeah. looking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, when did this come out? And it, uh, yeah, it was like between like 2000 and 2005. So I was kind of like, uh, when when her like like yeah, like mechs are in in space fighting the. Uh, whatever they were, the L's or whatever, <laughs> the, the you know, metal manta rays or whatever the hell they were. But, <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I'm going to say something crude about those because they look like big evil eye cocks or whatever the fuck <laughs> <they were. laughs> Okay, you know, i got to say right now, even though I recommended Panda Z, the fact that Tariko eats stuff to get more powerful and there's giant metal manta ray eye cocks, my show doesn't sound that weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, no, but um, yeah, I thought it, it I thought it was like nice and kind of like bittersweet and like you know it was kind of like tragic and like I don't know it was very Japanese and that it like it it took a long time to express a very like simple yeah. sentiment I guess like even though it was only like twenty three minutes long it was like you know the last like the whole thing is trying to like give you like this sort of message and like you know i got the message like 10 or 15 minutes into it but then like it went on for another like 10 minutes so then i was like okay yeah i get it it's pretty you know it's sad and it's like you know it's about growing up and uh you know and sometimes when you grow up you have to go out into space for like a decade and stuff and whatnot but um like usual yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but i i don't know it was like it was very like a very evasive in Japanese way to like get things across but uh, I thought it was you know I if it, if it was some kind of whole series or something I don't know if I'd be able to stick around for it but because it was only like 20 minutes I was like okay well that was a very like interesting thing to watch and uh, you know I got something out of it well the only other thing was I thought like the, an- the character, character models, models like not, not even like the CGI was pretty dated but, but the, the actual like 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 hand drawn uh, like character models were like kind of ugly yes, I guess so is the word like they looked kind of I don't know sketchy to me and like uh like what was I gonna say um do you think that was poor animation or just just bad design I guess I bad guess bad design because like the animation wasn't like terrible or anything it was just the the I don't know how to describe it like like in some shots their noses like they were the same level as their eyes, basically. <laughs> I don't know. It just looked very awkward in places. They go to but... space to become cavemen. <laughs> yeah. I also like how, like, the girl, like, stays in her, like, schoolgirl outfit. Like, when she goes out and fights the big alien <laughs> manta ray eye cock. <laughs> 20 years, like... Seemed a little odd to me, but whatever. But um, I, I, I thought it was odd that uh, she still got cell phone reception out there. <laughs> it's the future, Eric. She's got you can six get cell phone. <laughs> no, it's just like some of that stuff that was heartbreaking. It's like I'm going to send you a text, dude. Yeah, this text will take eight years, uh, fifteen days, and three hours to get there. And uh, you're just like, holy shit, dude. I would be so pissed. Yeah, you know, like, my girlfriend gets pissed off if I don't text her in like thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, at least, at least, I guess it was like realistic about it, where the guy's like, "Well, eight years—that might as well be forever for yeah, us," yeah. you know. So, so that was a 
was that was kind of like really bittersweet and sad and like the guy kind of like decides he's like well I'm just gonna you know harden my heart pretty much and I'm not gonna try and feel anything like for until I you know can hear from her again or whatever and yeah so you know it, it was it was like I said I guess bittersweet is the prevailing notion I got from it but you know I'm glad I watched it though and at least, yeah. at least it was romantic. He wasn't just like, bring on the whore, she ain't coming back. <laughs> oh, I, I was reading up, like, I watched it in Japanese, but I, I guess, like, the dub is kind of reviled by, like, fans, because I guess it, like, added in a bunch of dialogue and, like, you know, loosely translated a lot of dialogue from the Japanese script and, uh, like, added, like, dialogue where there was, like, silence in the original. So, but other than that, I guess that's that's about it. Like a dub reviled by Otaku? Say it ain't so. Yeah, I know. It's impossible, but it happened. That's awesome. No, I, I kind of... Now that makes me want to... Because I, I watched it subbed as well on uh, yeah, it, it was it was, d- so. it was dubbed by Scott McNeil, and he voiced both the girl and the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that uh, that awful fucking Watchmen motion comic where that like really did happen, so... Well, not Scott <laughs> McNeil, but it was one guy doing, like, all the voices. So. No! Cool. Well, I guess that wraps up the anime dare for this week on Fanhole's podcast. And then I guess we'll go into what our awesome thing of the week is. Um, I guess I'll just start out with mine real quick. Um, I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it yet, and uh, I don't know if this is that fan-centric a thing or whatever, but I'm kind of excited about it. Um, I just got in my uh, complete China Beach series. It's an old TV series from uh, Time Life, kind of like how they did the uh, the Power Rangers set where you know you can buy the whole thing before they start releasing them in the stores, you know, season by season or whatever. And uh, I guess this this series was in kind of limbo of being released for a long time because it's, uh, you know, it's set uh, in Vietnam and it's set during, you know, between the 60s and the 70s. So there's all this really famous and probably highly expensive uh, royalties for music that's used during the series. And at the time, you know, probably maybe it was either, you know, less expensive or they paid it off, you know, for TV and distribution, but not, you know, now when you release DVDs, it's a totally different thing. So a lot of times you'll have, DVD sets come out like, say, The State or Dawson's Creek or something like that where, you know, they can't use the original music that was in the TV show because it costs them too much money. So in lieu of paying that money, they just, you know, slap in some other stock music or something you know, like it's really that. Sad. They do that with wrestling, too. Like, wrestlers yeah. have, like, big-name superstars do their music. Yeah. Later DVD releases, it's just like stock music. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, you know, some things, like, I guess for their budget, you know, it can't be helped or what have you, you know. But um, in this case, uh, you know, they were finally able to secure all those rights and all that kind of stuff. And so this series was finally released. Um, Like I said, I haven't been watching it myself, but it's kind of cool because my dad was kind of bored and stuff. So he was like, you got anything to watch? And I kind of gave him that. And, you know, I don't think he's seen every single episode. So it's kind of cool that, you know, I'm definitely, you know, I'm going to get some use out of the the set and everything. But that was my... uh, it was my awesome thing for the week. Uh, you know, Dana Delaney, you know, I guess in, in a yeah, fan yeah, context, you know, uh, the voice of Andrea Beaumont from Mask of the Phantasm or Lois Lane and stuff like that. So, you know, Robert Picardo's in it from, uh, you know, Star Trek <laughs> Voyager, you know, things like that. Mark so, uh, Helgenberger. Yeah, Mark Helgenberger from CSI, whatever the hell <laughs> city it is. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, stuff like that. So uh, anyway, 
that that's my awesome thing for the week. Um, what about you, Mike? What is your what is your awesome thing this week? I got two things. Um, one's anime related, so I might as well bring it up on this show. Um, I got um, the Full Metal Alchemist movie, uh, the Sacred Star of Milos, and uh, it was pretty good. Um, it, it takes place in like the the second like the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood series continuity. And like, well, just, the, I guess you should say the the true continuity. But just tell me it's better but, than the last one. The last what movie. the movie or yeah, the last movie? Yeah, it was. Well, it's one of those like inoffensive like takes place in between episodes and is thus kind of inconsequential like movies. Like where you know it, it was good, but it's like you know this you know that's never gonna like it had no consequence on the series or anything. So it's just kind of like is, you know an extra. Is, is the Dragon Ball Star of Milos original or is it based on like some manga that just was never uh, animated? I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's just original. Oh. Like I I, re- I read the original manga and like nothing like from it comes up okay. like you know in there, but. The, the movie is pretty good, like, though, I, I gotta say, it has, like, a bunch of, a, cu- a couple of neat twists at the end, and, like, that you, that you don't really see coming, and, like, you know, it's, like, I haven't seen the series since, like, the last one ended, so it was nice to, like, see Al and Ed again, and, you know, um, well, I feel like they kind of squeeze, like, at the end, like, they, they go to this, like, like, this town called Milos, and, like, they're trying to like win back like it's this val this town that exists on the bottom of a valley and like they they were driven out of their holy land by like the military and like in their holy land is above the valley like on some plateau and stuff and uh um like Ed and Al go to the valley and they meet a bunch of people and then there's like a conspiracy of course and then like they fight the military and then like it, it's funny cuz like like they have to shove more of the series characters into it, I guess. I was so it's like, like Roy Mustang was such a big part. Of yeah, it's that. like it's like yeah. like Roy Mustang and Hawkeye and like Winry. They're like in whatever where they're usually at, and they're like, oh no, like we found this one like one thing that we should tell Ed and Al. But rather than send like a telegram or whatever the <laughs> form of communication is, like in the Full Metal Alchemist world, let's all go take a train there, and like they get it, like they go there, and they're like they. They show up right at the end, and they're like, you know, hey, we're in this movie, too, you know? And they sort of, like, help out in the fight and whatever, but, you know, it, it was good, though. Like, I enjoyed watching it. It was pretty long. It was, like, um, I think it was a little over an hour and a half, and uh, I don't know, sometimes, like, that for anime especially, that kind of drags, like, you know, at least, like, Dragon Ball Z movies, like, are only usually an hour, but... You know, sometimes if it's not, like, when it's something, like, so inconsequential that, like, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm watching this, uh, you know, like, I didn't really get into the story until, like, halfway through it, basically. I was just, like, waiting, like, I was trying to piece things together. One of those things where it's like, action, 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 plot, 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 plot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, what is happening, and why do I care? Oh, okay, well, now I get it. Well, oh, that's not, and then, like, at the very end, there was a bunch of, like, cool, like, reversals of fortune and, like, twists that really made it cool, but, yeah, but I can give it a thumbs up, you know, it was, it was good, if you like Full Metal Alchemist, you'll probably like that movie, so, yeah, and then, um, the second thing was, I saw Iron Man 3, and I liked it a lot, so, uh, that's all I'll say on that matter. Cool, so then I guess we'll, uh, move on down the Skype tree and, uh, see what, uh, Tony Jackson's awesome thing of the week is. Cool, um, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, actually, believe it or not, <clears throat> a show that I was not really big on and never really got into has impressed me pretty decently in the last couple of episodes. I know a lot of people don't like the toys, but Transformers Prime Beast Hunters is actually pretty interesting right now. I actually like the story arcs. Uh, I really like Smokescreen, the character. I think even Derek said he was uh, hoping that Smokescreen took over for Prime, even though he knew he wasn't, just like me. But uh, I've actually been pretty happy with the way that the story's gone so far. Um, and that's pretty good, because first two seasons, I didn't hate Prime. I wasn't like a lot of people who were like, stupid, blah, blah. I just It just didn't do anything for me. I didn't like it one way or the other. But I've actually kind of gotten in the last uh, arc, and the first three-parter slash four-parter, is really good. It's a good story. It makes sense. Uh, Shockwave is awesome. Uh, he's brought in. Uh, Wheeljack is actually a part of the crew now instead of just being a guest star. Uh, even stupid ass Bumblebee with his bleeps and bloops doesn't annoy me as much as he used to. Yeah, I actually. That's because he got his, his hip new paint job, Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, instead of yellow and black, now he's black and yellow. So he's, yeah. he's all stealthy. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Michael Ironside as Ultra Magnus yeah. is super. Agnes yeah. is a badass. He is a really great addition to the cast. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a really good season. Um, also, if you do like Prime, I would suggest watching this season, because by all the scuttlebutt around the internet, this is going to be the last season. So get your Prime fix on while you can. Uh, I also have another, like, sub-favorite thing. I went to Walmart uh, last night, and I picked up the 60s Batmobile from the Hot Wheels collection. I, I This is one of the few toys I don't know if I want to take out of the package or not because you get the idea of the toy inside the package, and it would be kind of interesting to see if it goes up in price, I admit. However, it's a really nicely done toy. It's a obviously smaller scale since it's Hot Wheels, but if you like Adam West, like I know uh, Derek does, or if you collect random Hot Wheels cool cars like Justin, I'm pretty sure you have it, don't you, Justin, or no? Yeah, I got that in the um, uh, animated series one back in 2008 when... Uh, the Dark Knight came out. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Mine, mine are still in the package too. I was like, I don't want to like risk like getting it dirty or dropping it off the shelf or something. Like they're they're hanging on a wall, but like I, I've actually been looking for them to like buy again and open or something. So yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, there's uh, also a couple more I want. Yeah, they have they the have 80s Batmobile, the uh, Batman and Robin one, which I'm kind of like whatever. But uh, they're at the larger scale. The one I got was the uh, four dollar and like. 79 cent one and the ones with the others are like the seven dollar ones they're like a little bit larger scale which i'm kind of eh, i'm on the fence about but if anybody wants some freaking bat pods they got about 20 of those uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah those are my cool things of the week uh check out transformers prime beast hunters and uh yeah pick up some of those hot wheels they're pretty cool what are you implying, Tony? <laughs> that the bat pod isn't hardcore. No, he, he's just implying there's no there's no shortage of bat pods to be to be found. So yeah, if you want one, you can totally get one. You can totally get one. <laughs> Where are they? Where are the bat pods? Awesome. Well, so what's up with you, Justin? What's your what's your awesome thing of the week? Um, I got the first three DC Showcase um, Brave and the Bold trades. Um, these are the giant, you know, black and white uh, reprints uh, put out, and uh, they're all like Batman-centric team-ups. You know, it's like Batman and the Metal Men, or you know, Batman and Metamorpho, or, or you know, just whoever shows up. Um, like I'm halfway through like the first trade. It's been a lot of fun. Like there's been like 
you know, shenanigans where like some dudes like trying to figure out who Batman and Hawkman are, and he like gets their identities confused. So like, Batman, you know, typical Silver Age shenanigans. Batman and Hawkman like trade costumes. So like, you've got like, basically you got like Batman in Hawkman's getup, and he's like flying around, and you know, Carter Hall's like in the bat suit, you know, you know, grappling around on bat lines and stuff. But it's been a lot of fun. Like I, I really enjoyed reading those. Cool. Cool. What about you, Brian? You got anything awesome for us this week? Yes, I have a couple awesome things this week. Uh, both are related to one another. I got some triple changers. Uh, Hasbro recently released, I think they're calling it like Generations, like Series 2 or something. I don't know. Um, anyways, under the Generations line, they have Springer and Blitzwing now. Um, these are a couple characters that fans were uh, really looking forward to. Um, earlier on in the Classics line, we already had like Octane and Astro Train, so people were waiting for these two to be released. And they're really decent figures. Um, my only real complaint with them is the size. Like I prefer deluxe size scaled figures just because most of the Classics were done at that size. And I don't know, it's just the size I prefer. I have display cases where you know it works very nicely with that size. So these are just a little, a little bit too big for those cases and a little too big to fit with like my other classics characters, but on their own, they are great toys. Um, I know that a lot of fans, you know, there's been, like, third-party releases of, like, Warbot Assaulter, and, you know, even Hasbro did the Chinese Springer out of the helicopter, but he wasn't a triple changer, so for fans of the G1 triple changers, now finally you have a pretty complete set now. Still waiting for mine. <laughs> I pre-ordered mine off Big Bad. I thought I'd get them sooner than anyone else. I, I kept nope. hearing that for people that got that that Dark Knight uh, Batman or whatever. They all thought that they would get it from Big Bad Toy Store first, but then everybody found it in the stores first. So there must be there must be something to that where that's happening more lately with the uh, with the Big Bad Toy Store. They just might be getting the shipments in later. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that must be it. I don't. I can't wait to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm me glad too. you yeah. enjoy. Cool. So I guess that wraps up our show for tonight. If you uh, you know enjoyed listening to the show, uh, like all our good fans do, uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. Um, we actually have a bunch of pictures now up on the Tumblr site. So if you want to check those out, you can go on to the Tumblr site. All kinds of random uh, pictures, most of them by Mr. Tony Jackson. Um, and then, uh, you know, some Photoshop manips and things like that. Um, we also can be emailed if you have any, uh, uh, wonderful praise mail or, uh, angry, angry emails. You know, if, if PETA wants to email and complain about Torico, uh, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at, uh, gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, keep checking out the show and, uh, we'll see you all next week. This is, uh, Derek, Derek WC signing off. Hey, this was Brian Breakdown. Mike Thunderwing. Justin Grimlock. And Tony Chainclaw. Please, Oh. Oh.
Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> Spa! Spa! Spocko! 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 Honorary Spocko-kun! Spocko-kun! What's that? It's the Decepticon, Sparkle. <laughs> Inform Rotomus Prime. Fortress Maximus has come himself. <laughs> <laughs>